0: My name is Tolu. And today we're going to be talking about Donald Trump. It's interesting to me how, like, this guy is essentially the leader of the free world. And from a Canadian perspective, every time we essentially get this news of what he's going, like, what essentially was going on from down there, I feel like it's really on Twitter. One of the things people say about Canadians is that Donald Trump is essentially running America, and Americans are almost like the meth lab that is below Canada. Because there's just so much that is going on down there sometimes that you're just like, how did 300 million people come together to say, okay, this is going to be our leader? Every time I think about it, I think about like, every time i watch like, even if I came to Canada, every time I would watch like an American movie, right? Like aliens would come from like wherever in space and somehow, somehow they obviously discover that the U.S. is where they need to go. Like, again, till tomorrow, nobody understands that, but they decide that going to the U.S. is where they need to be. And, you know, take me to your leader is essentially take me to the U.S. president, which in itself is quite, you know, but to be politically correct, daft. But you know what? We'll not talk about it today. So here we are, 2020. Our leader, essentially leader of the free world, as we call it, is Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Even thinking about it, like, I, I, I still can't believe that this is real. When this guy won the election in 2016, I feel like there was so much shock in the building when I came to work that day, because everyone was like, essentially, racism has won. That was literally how we took it in my office. And I remember one of my uh, VPs at the time speaking to me, and I was just like, how do you feel about this? And I just, I just looked at him and I'm like, I am shocked. And he's like, that's exactly the word, just shocked, because it felt like there was absolutely no way that this guy could win. Well, that was 2016. Here we are in 2020. This guy's running for re-election. And in the past week, this guy single-handedly, like if this was an episode of scandal, this guy has given us like five episodes in like one go. So we start with like the New York Times releasing his tax situation. In the year he won election, this man only paid $750 in taxes. This is someone who claims to be a billionaire. This is someone who claims to have at least a billion dollars in just assets um, after his liabilities, of course. And for all intents and purposes, he's supposed to be a rich, a rich and successful business mogul. Like he's been on The Apprentice. He has like, you know, Miss World. He has like the Trump Towers, the Trump University, Trump Stakes, Trump anything, Trump Jets, whatever you name it, he's supposed to have some kind of branding sense. And he's supposed to be like, you know, this New York success story. And yet, in the year this man won the election, 750 US dollars. Now I understand obviously that's not monopoly money where it's like it's just a joke. I understand that, that's fine. But like, if you think about that, seven hundred and fifty dollars for a billionaire. Now I don't again, I still don't understand how America runs its own like affairs. But how that can even happen to me just seems strange. And I imagine that seven hundred and fifty dollars probably for like Medicare or something like that because I know in Canada we have something similar 10 of the last 15 years he had only he had paid no tax due to claiming significant losses now again due to the new york times like i i cannot wrap my mind around how that translates to success and obviously if you ask his trump supporters they'd be like yeah no trump is like the greatest businessman they they know he says it as it is you know he's he, that's the reason why we voted for him like he you know he knows how to run business so that's why we put him in there and you think about that like this kind of human being is what at least a hundred and something million people think is success he has debts that are due um, in the next coming years, uh, over 300 million that he needs to pay off. And I feel like one of the interesting things that the presidency gives him is essentially free rent. Like if I think about it seriously, like if this was a regular human being, they'd be like, no, 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 this guy is essentially mooching off the government because why is he now so pressed to deal with being in office if he has this many financial issues to go through? Okay, so let's put that aside. That that's that's one aside. Just the tax situation. Like again, keep in mind Wesley Snipes offered to pay over eight hundred thousand of taxes back to CRA. Sorry, to CRA. CRA is the Canadian one. Back to the IRS, and they still put him in jail. I don't know about y'all, but if this man is found to be owing however many millions, because I think if if he if he's found guilty after his audit, he has hundred million dollars in taxes that he has to pay back. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if y'all were going to take Wesley Snipes back to jail over less than a million dollars in the taxes, this man has to go to jail. Like, and I feel like that is like the most poetic way for this guy to go down. I mean, if you think about it, right? Like Wesley Snipes went down for taxes. Um, I can't remember who the gangster was. Was it Al Capone or someone like that? Some mafia lord went down due to tax evasion. Like, he wasn't wasn't caught for, like, going to, like, for killing people. He wasn't caught, like, you know, he was actually doing gangster activities. The reason he went to jail was over taxes. I still can't remember. So, if the Donald does not go to jail and is found guilty for this 100 mil, guys, this right here is white privilege. Now, again, there's already enough white privilege. Like, I know there's enough in that country. I know that. But my God. 100 million. And this man is just casually going about his life like nothing is wrong. That's one side. Number two, let's talk about this guy and that presidential debate. Oh, my God. What a shit show. Oh, my God. Wow. Now, I joined and I tuned in to watch some of it. And this guy, quite frankly, I feel like he's repeating the tactics he used against, Donald, uh, against uh, Hillary Clinton. Same tactics he used in the Republican debate, where he's just like trying to get like sound bites, right? Like try to put in some quick, quirky, like, this is funny, ha ha ha, it's be quick, whatever. But I felt like it was now almost like he has accepted and realized that this is what his people are looking for. And this is acceptable, most importantly, where I can just put in this quick jab here, put in that quick jab there and disrupt whatever anybody is trying to say. And by doing that, I will win because essentially... How many minutes are we going to remember as the audience? If I'm a, if I'm a voter in the U S what I'm going to remember is that he said, for example, sleepy Joe, or like this guy's a liar. Right. And yet for some people, I think there there was a study that went after where like supporters on both sides felt like their candidate won. So for example, people who were supporting Joe Biden felt like Joe Biden had a decent performance. And people who were supporting Donald Trump felt like he had a decent performance. So with all that in mind, it was just a complete shit show. Where like even the moderator, um, the guy from Fox, I believe it's Gerald Wallace. I can't remember his name properly. But again, even that guy was like, significant amounts of the blame would be on Donald Trump because if they asked any question to either party, he would either go off track or say something that was completely false and misleading, or try to attack Joe Biden in the process. Like there were so many lies from start to finish that were just like, I don't even know why I'm spending time listening to this thing. But again, recognize that I'm in Canada and this guy's, whoever is, whoever is in office in the US affects Canadian lifestyle in, a, in, in some way for example, like obviously whenever Canadians need to go away for winter, usually the U.S. is the first place to go. Trade partners, the U.S. first. Like anywhere the U.S. goes as like, you know, like the little kind of like neighbor, like the friendly neighbor, we're gonna be like, all right, well, you're going over there? Great, I guess we're going with you. Oh, you're going to Iraq? I mean, we don't really agree, but I guess. so, you know what I'm saying? So like, if the U.S. does anything stupid, we don't have to agree. But it's almost like one of those things where like, think about like your best friend. Whenever your best friend is doing some stupid shit, you, ha- you kind of have to like, almost like out of principle, like I don't agree with this as a good idea, but like, sure. Like if you watch this movie, there's a movie called uh, Seriously Single on Netflix. It's a South African movie. And one of the things I loved about their relationship was like they both knew that there was some shit that was completely stupid. But as your best friend, I kind of have to show up. It's the same thing with Canada. Like, going to Iraq, terrible idea. But like, sure, we'll come through. Okay, we're going to do this stupid thing. Sure, we'll come through. Okay, we're ripping up NAFTA. Not a great idea, but like, what are we going to do? I mean, let's figure this out. And so that's kind of why we, as a result, have to check. After that, so we've gone through the tax situation. It was still not resolved that. Like, this guy still not published his own taxes. He's like saying stuff like this, audited, which, by the way, is still stupid. And you don't have to wait for an audit to be completed to release your own tax returns. But that's one. And obviously Joe Biden has released his, I think, um, uh, what's the lady, what's the lady, the lady with uh, Anyways, I'll figure it out after. Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Warren has also released hers. That's the name I was keeping my mind. And so all these people have released their tax returns and this guy just still won't for whatever reason and people still support him. That's fine, whatever. He's done the presidential debate situation, talked about, you know, masks in that You know, this guys always wearing wear mask. Cool. That one finished. And wouldn't you know it, whoever is the script writer for 2020 was like, oh, oh, that's not enough. We got to introduce coronavirus into the situation. And just like that, Donald J. Trump, the president of the free world, has caught COVID-19. Oh boy. Now, I do want to say, of the of the major countries in the world, at least that I care about in general, there's the US, Canada, and the UK. Of all of them, there's only one guy who hasn't caught coronavirus. And you know who that is? Justin Trudeau. True daddy. That, that, again, like, don't get me wrong. Again, I still think Justin Trudeau has, not, has, has some problems here and there. He does. But... Do you understand that this guy's wife had coronavirus? His wife got it. She actually got it first. Like, even out of all the world leaders, I think she was one of the first, like, prominent world leaders or, like, even by proximity and association to have it. And still, Justin Trudeau was like, yeah, this coronavirus thing, yeah, missed me with it. Now, again, I do want to say as of October the 4th, twenty twenty. He doesn't have it yet. Let me just just quantify it without, you know, like, cause this humble brag is kind of necessary, but at the same time, let me just be careful because we don't know what can happen tomorrow. But Justin Trudeau, out of all of them, Boris Johnson has gotten his. Donald Trump, it's his turn. And you can see, even like whenever he, when he went on, uh, on air to talk about his situation, you could see like, almost like the humility in his voice. I was like, (laughs) <laughs> look at this man, like this guy was like making noise about like, you know, mask. He wasn't taking things seriously. I think for the, uh, nomination for the Supreme court justice that he was trying to, um, put in no mask anywhere. Like a bunch of people were not taking it seriously. Herman Cain came to one of his rallies, um, without a mask, obviously caught coronavirus and died. And you would think that a rational person would ideally have some caution. Right. Like this is someone who's kept abreast of all information around coronavirus. He's been aware of this all the way since he started in China, all the times he was calling this China virus. He's been aware of all of this since time. And obviously, I think I can't remember the recording, but I think it was Politico who had a recording with um, him being fully aware of how coronavirus was moving. And he said he was trying to downplay it in public so that there wouldn't be widespread panic. So he has been very much aware of coronavirus literally from the moment it became an issue to be considered. He's been very much aware. He's had Dr. Fauci by his side. He's had all kinds of things. He's even made his own like um, conspiracy theories about how like you can use bleach, you can use chloroquine. He had the, uh, the lady from Texas who was a doctor who was claiming the uh, benefits of using chloroquine as a way to treat coronavirus. This guy had been very outspoken about coronavirus. He's held rallies irrespective of coronavirus. At some point, he even had to pull back one of his rallies in Oklahoma due to its insensitivity to black culture, where this guy was, in fact, let's go let's go with that. So in Oklahoma, there was a race um, way back when, around, I believe, the same time frame where he was about to hold this rally. Um, there was a massacre in Oklahoma where a black town was essentially bombed and blown up. It's in history, I can't remember the name. I think it was Greenwood, I think it was Greenwood, Oklahoma. And Donald Trump was going to hold a rally around the same time. And I believe it was also close to Juneteenth. Juneteenth is also the celebration of when um, Black Americans, I believe in the South, were, were made aware that they had their independence and freedom from slavery. And this gentleman was going to hold a rally around the same time, which came off very insensitive, right? And so that's the kind of leader this guy is, where like he acts as like if information is like a suggestion or like things like that are serious or critical are just straight up suggestions right? So if you go back to, again, the political debate, the presidential debate between himself and Joe Biden, he really took the mask situation as a joke. And he made fun of Joe Biden for always wearing a mask. And he's like, oh yeah, I have a mask where it's in my jacket. Now, with that in mind, all the information available, more than most of us are even aware. Like even before we knew that mask was the way to go, he was probably aware. Before we knew that you had to social distance, he was probably aware president of the United States. He has no choice but to know and be kept in the know. So how someone like that, with all the information available to him, I used to think that this guy was actually either willfully ignorant or stupid. But the fact of the matter is this guy actually isn't. Like if you watch the way he goes about his things, it is very deliberate and very intentional. And he's actually, if you think about it properly, a genius, in the way he goes about doing his things. It's quite annoying, but we have to take this guy serious because it's actually very dangerous. He was asked to renounce white supremacy and he's like, I can do it, I can do it. And all he goes on to say is something about um, proud boys stand back and stand by. I cannot tell you the amount of people who on black Twitter made jokes about how coronavirus was like, stand back stand proud or something like that because if you've been insensitive since time to the plight of another group a major group in the US when it's your turn how do you expect to be treated now obviously news also came out that his uh, his oxygen levels have dropped significantly at some point and obviously he had to be in intensive care and right now he's at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center I do wish him uh, good health. Because I, one thing I do not want is for him to become a martyr. I do not want him to become one of those like people who are celebrated for, you know, their life when at their death. I don't want him to be celebrated at his death. I feel like there's still more to life to, you know, to get out of it than for, at the end of the day to, for, for everyone to now look back and say, oh, but you know what? He actually wasn't that bad because that's generally what happens when people die. All right. We had to give them a lot more reverence than either they deserve or because it doesn't matter. Like life is over. We cannot then make it about whatever, because it just seems insensitive and kind of unfair. Like the grief needs to happen. And so for that reason and that reason alone, I really do wish him a speedy recovery. I want him to actually finish out whatever this presidential situation is. And I want him to lose fairly without it becoming about, well, he won coronavirus or like, you know, our president is, is clearly very strong. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I do not want that to be the case, but I guess we're already going down that path. I feel like he's going to turn around and play this as though like, look at me fighting coronavirus and this is all you have to say about me, that kind of thing. I feel like that is the route the Republicans are going to go because it just makes sense. You're going to play on the hard strings, like right? You know, how can our president be sick and we're still, you know, playing down the political aisles. That's the, that's the next best move the Republicans have because there's literally no progress. Like literally this guy took a boom in America and whatever it is now, there's significantly more wealth inequality today than at any time in history. There's significantly more wealth in the top percentage of the US than now. His tax cuts have not really benefited a majority of Americans. It's benefited some people in America for sure, but not the majority. So there has been all that that I do want him to essentially lose on independently of his health. And for that reason, I do wish him a speedy recovery because bruh, election is soon. Let's, I mean, let's call it speedy speed. Whoever wins needs to go into office in January, where in October, man's please, whatever you are doing, please recover. And the U.S. you got, you all have, obviously you're supposed to have the best healthcare, technically, right? Like from a research perspective, I always want to talk about like your health system because Health system, trash out there. But again, not the point. From a research perspective, the US is supposed to at least know the best. So please, whatever you're doing, whatever the experimental drugs that they're giving him, make sure this guy doesn't die. Boris has fought it. I'm pretty sure Donald can do the same. We believe in you, Donald. Get well soon. But on that but on that spot, please, Jesus Christ, Donald Trump, man. I, How this guy became... Presidents like still baffles me, but again, we're well beyond that now. I am my money is on this guy actually winning again. Cause I feel like there's so much that's happening back to back for him that is going to go in his favor. That he's because if he doesn't die, like you know, at the end of the day, like if he doesn't die, people are gonna be like, you know, this guy is clearly a born winner. Like he's born, he's born to fight, he's but like you know what I'm saying? And there's just so much that's going to, you know, like, and I feel like, again, evangelicals are going to come out that like, you know, clearly God is on his side. And that, oh my God. I can't, I can't feel that coming. Just like all the, like the plot lines that are coming from this thing, man. Like again, the screenwriter for 2020, bruv, you're good. I swear to God. But again, October is coming through in the clutch with so much stuff that's coming down. And uh, well, Donald J. Trump, wish you good health and hopefully get back on your feet so you can lose fairly let's take this L properly like let's take this L in good health you know fairly and squarely not because like oh you couldn't campaign or some shit like take this L like a champ and also please don't die whatever you do on that note it's been real I'll catch y'all next week peace